Hello and welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host, here to talk about all things about Clark Kent and the Man of Steel. So a lot of news going on in the world of Superman, a lot going on lately, which is pretty rare for the last couple years of Superman news. And it's been a while since I've talked to you, and I wanted to catch up on some of the bigger stuff that has gone on lately. So the big thing on a lot of people's mind is we're kind of getting a new Superman movie next year. Not exactly. Zack Snyder's Justice League has been announced for an HBO Max release in 2021. You've probably heard of this by now. You may have seen the announcement actually take place. It was part of Snyder's Man of Steel watch party, director's commentary type thing he did on Vero where he watched the movie and was talking about it behind the scenes, giving his commentary on Man of Steel. And at the end, he answered some fan questions. Henry Cavill joined in, and they announced the thing. Uh, first off, I'll say about the commentary, if you want to check that out, there's there's links. They've been posted on YouTube now, officially. The Man of Steel one, he also did a Batman versus Superman one a couple months back. So if you want to check those out, I will say I've seen both of them. I don't think there's anything earth-shattering in there in terms of reveals or things you didn't know or a really in-depth look at some of the most controversial moments or anything like that. But it is you know, a typical commentary, so it's got good stuff. It's probably stuff you've heard before, maybe, a lot of it, if you follow these films closely or listen to them, listen to any details on them or any of that. You know, There's a lot of the basic, hey, the Kryptonian armor was CGI and Man of Steel, a lot of stuff that was already known. But if you like commentaries, like getting the director's viewpoints and opinions on certain things and just the behind-the-scenes stuff about those films, whether you love them or not, they're worth listening to for that. Uh, in terms of the actual Snyder Cut, if you will, of Justice League coming out, what are my thoughts on it? Obviously, a lot of people have wanted this for a long time and been hoping for it, asking for it, begging for it, maybe yelling at others to give it to them. My opinion on this hasn't really changed. Do I think it should be released? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Is it a is it a good thing? Obviously, I want to see any footage of Superman, live action footage of Superman that's out there. Any movie footage of Superman that's out there that goes that goes for all the old films, any new films, and this film, which could be a lot different. Yeah, of of course, I'm interested to see it. Curious to see it. The question is if it's going to be a good thing for the Superman brand. I've said in the past, I just want, when it comes to Superman on film, I want what's best for the character. And will more of Zack Snyder's footage of Superman being released be a good thing for the character? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, obviously, it's been very controversial, his work on Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. So does that help? the Superman franchise in any way? I don't know. Obviously, I want to see it as a curiosity. I'm hopeful that it's going to be great and all of that. But like I said before, Snyder's take is controversial and Superman has been damaged in the greater public eye or at least in Warner Brothers' eyes significantly by Snyder's work. Uh, I know it's created a lot of fans and a lot of fan base, but I think I pointed this out before, going into Batman versus Superman, if you looked February of 2016, the plan was for, by now, by 2020, there would be Superman showing up in Batman versus Superman, in Justice League, Justice League 2, 
and in a solo Superman film. So that would have been, we should have had four more appearances of Henry Cavill's Superman by this time. Five total appearances, meaning two solo films, two Justice League films, and BVS. Obviously, that's not the case once Batman v Superman came out. Then it was just Justice League, the theatrical version of Justice League, and that's it until now. So, again, whether you love his work or not, Superman has been hurt by the look of Zack Snyder's Superman. So, I'm hoping this does not do that. I'm hoping this doesn't, you know, I'm hoping it's a version of Superman that people like more and all of that. Um, but I am really excited to see how this all comes together, how this fits. More of Henry Cavill as Superman, more Amy Adams as Lois Lane, possibly more Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, and Diane Lane as Martha Kent. And who knows what else is in there, what other surprises. This is a lot of footage that hasn't been seen yet, which I'll get into. Are we going to see a black suit Superman? I don't know. I think that would be cool to see Cavill in the black suit. I wouldn't want to see that for the whole film, but maybe when he's resurrected, if it's like the theatrical cut or if it's done in a different way, seeing him in a black suit for a while would be pretty cool. Just as a nod to the comics and a, a cool visual look temporarily for Superman before he gets back in the red and blue. I also remember the February 2017 Vero picture that Snyder posted. It was of Kevin Costner and Diane Lane as Jonathan and Martha Kent with holding up signs that said 1992. Doesn't look like it was from Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. Maybe it was a deleted scene from them. But was that for Justice League? That was before he left the Justice League project. Is there a flashback or something of that with those characters? Maybe with a young Clark. Clark would be, what, about 11 then in that universe? So I don't know. That's that's interesting to think. And what other things could we see is Lex Luthor show up instead of just being mentioned in the theatrical Justice League? Is he is Batman actually going to go to Lex in Arkham and, and talk to him there and get more information on the Mother Boxes and Steppenwolf and Darkseid and all that stuff? I don't know. It's it, We're kind of back into mid-2017 mode where wondering what can happen in this, what different Superman stuff are we going to see, all of that stuff. It could be really cool, really exciting. And so I'm hoping for the best. Now that it's released, released, going to be released sometime in 2021. It's interesting timing, to say the least, because in 2021 there's a new Batman franchise being launched. Superman's going to be on TV in a new show. And so I feel like I'm on an island here, but the only one kind of saying, boy, I don't know if having a bunch of different live action versions of these characters going on at once is a good idea and might dilute the brand and all that. This is going to be an interesting experiment because you're going to potentially see Ben Affleck's Batman in the spring and or sometime if that's the spring and then Robert Pattinson's in the fall. It's going to be really close and Henry Cavill's Superman is going to be out there while trying to launch a Superman TV show. I think it's an interesting question in terms of having all these different versions and potentially diluting the brand and fandom, you know, the fandom aspect of this where the fandom is very split. DC fans on a lot of things. There's so many different fandoms out there. There's the, the CW fans. There's the movie fans. There's... The Zack Snyder movie fans who are not fans of the newer movies, there's they only like the DC Universe TV MA type shows or all of this. It's very split up and 
different universes and different fandoms and Zack Snyder's work has created a, a divisive fan base in a lot of ways. So is seeing more of that good? Is this going to be the end and people are going to be able to move on and and put it in the rearview mirror? I think it's, I don't know, uh, lots of variables here. The pros to seeing this, obviously, is seeing a lot more. Uh, it's going to be longer than the theatrical cut. It's going to be somewhat Zack Snyder's original vision, not fully, because he never really filmed his originally planned Justice League. That was changed when Batman v Superman was reviewed, and the box office dropped the way that it did in the second weekend and beyond. That was changed. It was rewritten before, right before filming started, during filming was started, once Zack Snyder left, all of those things. So it's a really interesting experiment in how it will turn out. I'm someone who is a fan of the theatrical Justice League movie. I don't think it's the best movie ever. I don't think it's as good as a near $300 million movie that is the first appearance of the greatest superhero team of all time should be. By no means that, but it's it's got a lot of great things going on. It does certainly have its flaws. A lot of them are visually related just by being, by virtue of the last minute reshoots and all of the issues that caused. Obviously, we know about the mustache, but even things like Ezra Miller's having a scene with Ben Affleck and it cuts to Ezra Miller with kind of different lighting. He's got a different haircut. He just looks a little bit different and he's talking about brunch. It's a funny scene about brunch, but it doesn't visually match. And there's a lot of scenes like that in the movie that obviously there's going to be more visual coherence. This will likely return to the Junkie XL score who worked on Batman v Superman and took over fully after working with Hans Zimmer and was taking over for Justice League. So we'll have a lot of those Hans Zimmer themes and music from previous movies. So it will be have more connection to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And if you love those, that's a great thing. If you don't like those, it can still be a good thing because it will be at least feel like those three films belong together a little bit more, whereas Justice League was a bit of a sharp turn and maybe a turn in the right direction, but it still felt feels differently than those first two movies and causing trouble. So, so Zach and his producing partner and wife, Deborah Snyder, talked with The Hollywood Reporter about how this is happening, how it all came together. You can check out that article and how this came to be, but it sounds like they're going to have 20 to 30 million to complete the score, the cut, do additional dialogue, voice recordings from some of the actors and complete the visual effects. So this is currently sounds like something like four hours in length. They don't know if it's going to be released as a four hour movie or six episode miniseries. I would expect it's the miniseries route just because from HBO Max's perspective, you're going to get at least two months of subscribers out of there, out of people who want to see that. I think that would be cool to see it in little chunks. Problem with that is it could be a while. We might not see Superman until episode five or six or something like that. And so it could be a little bit of a wait there, but that, that's something just has to deal with. Maybe we'll see Martha Kent and Amy Adams a little bit earlier and that will help. So, again, I don't think this is a bad investment on HBO Max's perspective. I think they're going to certainly be able to come out ahead in the long term with 20 to 30 million to release 
mostly a new movie. Zack Snyder estimated that only one-fourth of his work is in the Theatrical Justice League, although he has never seen it. So we're talking maybe an hour of that film, which is two hours with credits. And then he's got four hours, so at least three hours of new stuff. That's a lot. So I think they're going to be able to make their money back, especially when you factor in eventual Blu-ray and 4K releases and releasing the soundtrack and all that other stuff that goes into this. The question is, is it the best thing for DC? Is it best to just leave this in the past? Uh, because the everything they did with bringing in Joss Whedon and releasing the Theatrical Justice League as they were was to move away from Zack Snyder's vision because it was not the ideal version. And AT&T has purchased, officially purchased Warner Brothers in that time. There's been so many executive changes that it's even tough to keep track of who's making decisions when and how. So is this so it's going to be interesting how they how they try to talk about this and while launching all these different franchises and how is this fit if this is a success or if it's not a success if they introduce new characters or is that going to be canon with the DC movies anymore is there even a DC movie canon frankly i don't really care unless superman is back at some point and getting his own solo movies or and and popping up in justice league movies and that kind of thing uh, it's all all a lot up in the air that we don't know right now. Uh, other characters likely to appear. It sounds like Darkseid's going to be in it. I don't know how much of a role he'll have if he's just talking to Steppenwolf or if he actually shows up and does some battle with the League and Superman at some point. Probably see General Swanwick as Martian Manhunter, which Snyder has teased before lately. Again, I'm not sure if that was always the plan from Man of Steel on... But it sounds like for Justice League, at least, that was a plan. Deborah Snyder said that this movie was the culmination of a hero's journey that all these characters went on. And the idea was always to build them up to be the heroes people expected them to be. So yeah, how, how this all fits together, uh, how this all works, how much of Zack Snyder's original vision for Justice League is in here versus the first plan. Is this going to end as an ending from, from Zack Snyder's work on these characters and move on from there? All is up in the air. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like fascinating. What's the tone going to be? Because the tone is going to be talked about. Snyder said back in the when BVS reviews were coming out that Justice League would be a little lighter. Is that still the plan, or is he going to go back and make it more his style? Is Superman going to be like the Justice League version or the theatrical version, or is he going to be more like the BVS and Man of Steel version? Uh, Deborah there says it's kind of always building them up to be the heroes. So, again, we will see. It's it's definitely a fascinating thing. And I'm really curious to see how it turns out. But it raises a lot of questions for DC and the short and long term. Maybe the bigger piece of news here for Superman fans is that Henry Cavill actually joined the end of the watch party and helped announce the cut with Zack Snyder. Cavill has mostly been silent on alternate Justice League cuts in the past. He said he's wanted to move on, move forward, and hasn't really talked about Snyder Cut. He hasn't been one to tweet about, uh, he's not on Twitter, but Instagram about release the Snyder Cut or anything like that, where most of the cast, except for Ezra Miller, who is not on social media that I know of, but Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa have all talked about, and of course Ray Fisher have all talked about, releasing the Snyder Cut in the past on in some form of social media, whereas Cavill has been silent. I've always thought that was smart of Cavill, 
simply because if the official word from WB is we don't want to release the Snyder Cut, we want to move on, and Cavill wants to play Superman some more, then he should be the good employee. He wants to be on WB's side to make more Superman. He's obviously more interested in making more Superman movies as opposed to getting an alternate cut of a movie he's already worked on and already paid for out there. And he wants to to establish a relationship with Superman for the long term. So it's surprising that he came on there to talk about it. I thought it was really cool of Snyder to have Cavill involved because I know a lot of Snyder fans have turned anti-Cavill in the past because he has not openly been supportive of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So having them team up was really cool and helps to get Snyder fans back behind Cavill in that way. And it was a cool announcement. And it's really cool to see Cavill talking about Man of Steel. He asked a good question of Snyder, you know, if he thought AI Jor-El was capable of love and all of that stuff. It's really cool and a really cool look at his thoughts on the character. And he talks about the Superman suit and putting on the Christopher Reeve version for the first time and all of that. All really cool stuff. It's fun to hear Cavill talk about Superman. I really like when he talks about Superman and what he has to say about the character. And when I was watching this, I almost thought, man, this sounds like he is just saying goodbye. You could tell me it sounds like he's saying goodbye to the character. And what reason would Cavill have to be on that live stream, help announce it, unless he was fully behind, you know, WB has plans to announce things for his Superman in the future, and they wanted him on there, or he's just talking to an old friend that worked together on Man of Steel, on BBS, on Justice League, and he's saying goodbye to the character, and wants to thank Snyder for his time and, and thank the fans and kind of move on. That would be his way of moving on, the way he's talking about it, the way he gets emotional. But then Cavill's manager, Danny Garcia, was also tweeting about the watch party appearance and the Justice League cut and all of those things, releasing the Snyder cut, and had another cryptic, cryptic tweet about how uh, timing is everything. And so that makes me think there's more to it. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've been waiting for a Superman movie for, what, seven years now? Or more movement on Cavill's Superman for three years now? So there could be absolutely nothing to it, but I don't think Danny Garcia would be talking about Justice League and and Henry Cavill as Superman unless Cavill's getting paid for doing more work on Justice League, you know, for his ADR or for promoting it, that kind of thing. Or are they still trying to get more, or ha- do they have something in the works for Cavill's Superman to appear down the line and they want to promote it for that? Whether it is as a guest character somewhere, which I wouldn't necessarily be thrilled about, or solo Superman movies in the future, which I would be much more excited about, or a combination of the two which could be great. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm not going to dwell on that too much because again, we've been waiting for news on this for so long. It's been over a year and a half, nearly two years since the Hollywood reporter reported that Cavill was out as Superman and it's going to be a while before there's another Superman movie and all we've heard, we've all heard all that. Although there've been a lot of changes at the executive level over the last couple of years. So Nobody knows what's going on unless something gets announced, but I think it I think it's some interesting stuff if you want to read into it. I'm still uh, I still think it would be really tough to find a better Clark Kent Superman than Henry Cavill. And I'd like to see 
his Clark and Amy Adams Lois, where they go from the end of the theatrical Justice League and maybe from the end of Snyder's Justice League, if that's a, a similar ending, that shirt rip and going off and Clark Kent's back, Superman's back, and where does the story go from there? I would still love to see that, love to find that out, love to see their story explored further. But for now, we, we wait until anything official happens. And you can hope for the best and be realistic that we don't know what's going to happen. Either way, I think the only reason Cavill would be changing his tune from saying that an alternate cut of Justice League wouldn't change anything to now showing up with Zack Snyder and being there for the announcement of it is because he either has fully 100% moved on from the character or fully going to return and WB wants the the cut out there now and so he wants to go back to to being on their side so one of those two it could be either uh let's move on to animation we finally have some details on superman man of tomorrow which came out from entertainment weekly this is the new superman movie that is not in continuity with any of the previous superman animated projects it is a different art style different cast and all of that so it's not going to be a prequel to the death of superman or anything like that it will focus on a young Clark Kent. So the brief synopsis there is Superman Man of Tomorrow, which finds Clark Kent working as an intern for the Daily Planet and learning on the job how to save the city of Metropolis. Not a lot to go on there. Obviously, it sounds like an origin story, although it could just be a young Clark Kent story. I don't know if they'll go in the full, here's Krypton, here it blows up, all of that. Here's how the Kents find him, all those things. But it will at least be a young adventure, and I think that's pretty exciting. There hasn't been an animated version of Superman's origin since Superman the Animated Series, and that was 1996. So that's a long time, and focusing on a young Clark Kent at the Daily Planet, that sounds pretty exciting. There's a photo of Lex Luthor and Superman that were released, and it's a, it's a different art style. I don't have many thoughts on it, and I'm curious to see it in motion and all that and what that looks like. The voice cast is Darren Chris as Clark Kent Superman, Zachary Quinto as Lex Luthor, Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario as Lois Lane. I think those are pretty good choices. Uh, Chris was the music meister on the Supergirl Flash crossover. I think he's got a good Clark Kent voice. I haven't heard him say anything Superman-like, but he's done some voice stuff in the past, so I think it would be a good choice. Quinto sounds like a good Lex Luthor, and Daddario can be a good Lois Lane, so... I don't have any real complaints there. Other characters showing up are Lobo, Parasite, Martian Manhunter, Jonathan, and Martha Kent. Those have all been mentioned. Uh, Lobo and Martian Manhunter I'm not hugely excited on seeing in a young Superman story, but perhaps they fit in good. I would rather have more Superman central characters than other Superman villain instead of Lobo. and I don't know who <laughs> instead of Martian Manhunter. Uh, depends how he fits into the story. It's going to be written by Tim Sheridan, who's done some Justice League action work, and co-wrote Reign of the Superman, the animated movie there, which is a movie I liked. Obviously, I thought it was a step back from the death of Superman, but I'm you know, very hopeful for this. I'm excited about that. The director will be Chris Palmer, who has done a lot of work on different animated series in, in various capacities. His directing credits are all for Voltron, like Legendary Defender, animated series which he did 16 episodes of um but it looks like he's he's worked on a lot of good animated projects and 
has worked with DC stuff before as a storyboard artist or all kinds of different things. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see a sol- another solo Superman movie. Not, not really excited that it's a new continuity. I've loved Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine as, as Clark and Lois in the DC animated movie universe, but with the end of that universe around, and I'll, I'll talk about Justice League Dark Apocalypse War and Superman Red Sun maybe in the future. It's cool that they're, if they are starting a new universe, which we don't have any confirmation of, that they're starting with Superman. I think that would be really cool if they start a new animated line of Superman movies or a new continuity where there's Superman and Justice League and, and all of that stuff. I would be really excited about that. This is a, Hopefully this is a big success and, and leads that way. It's going to have a summer 2020 release on digital 4K and Blu-ray. I think it would be nice if they could move it up a little bit. Obviously sometime in the summer, but maybe a, a little bit earlier than the July, August they normally release these in because people are looking for new things to watch right now. But they'd have to be able to print the 4Ks and Blu-rays and get those to stores early, so I don't know if that's realistic. I did watch the preview, the eight and a half minute sneak peek of Superman Man of Tomorrow on the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War 4K set, and it's available digitally as well. Um, I was initially a little apprehensive when I saw some Superman American Alien influences. I'm not a huge fan of that storyline. I know the writer doesn't have many fans right now in Max Landis, but the story itself has gotten a lot of great reviews and everything like that. I've never been I'm just not a big fan of it, uh, to say the least, especially when Clark, the Clark Kent and Smallville storylines, uh, where he is, he's not the most likable character. And it's a more, it's a very violent and somewhat edgy look at the Superman mythology and kind of dirties it up just for the sake of dirtying it up. I think it's one of those situations where people, writers may confuse modernization with darker and just use them interta- interchangeably. That's the only way to modernize something is to make it a little more violent and that kind of thing. So I don't love that influence. I will say the Metropolis parts, I think issues five through seven of that are a little bit better. So if they're borrowing from that, there is some good stuff to take there. And there's some good stuff throughout American Alien. Uh, some good comedy and some interesting bits. But for the most part, I'm not a big fan of the series. Uh, I also saw some Superman Secret Origin influences in the sneak peek, and that's something I'm a little more excited about. Uh, Although I just wonder, why not make an animated version of Birthright? I I think that would be great. But we'll see. I I think they, while I'm, visually I saw a lot of American Alien influences and some of the characters like Lobo being involved point to American Alien. Uh, the there were a lot of good things said by the creatives involved that made me more excited for this project. I thought they 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 were saying all the right things. It is going to focus on Superman as an alien and all of that things, how that impacts the world. Uh, so if you don't like that angle, this might not be for you. But they can do that well, and hopefully they get some. I don't know. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm hopeful for it to be really good. I think we could use a great animated Superman movie and a, a young Superman movie could be really cool. On TV news, the CW Superman and Lois is scheduled to debut in January 2021. 
That's assuming production is actually able to start around September. The CW's whole schedule has shifted from October to January for the most part, and everything's moved back. With everything that's going on, the main cast is out there. I won't be breaking it down much here. You can check out Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast, where I talk about that a lot. And get into all the casting, what I expect from the show. Uh, It's something I'm very excited about. And we're also looking at the Rebirth comics a little bit. We're not doing a full breakdown, but we we touch on the story arcs and see what we'd like to see on the show and how that would approach. But I'm very excited for Superman and Lois. Hopefully it's a really great Superman show. And lastly, in a bit of comic news, I just wanted to mention that DC has debuted the new digital first comic books titles that they have done since this pandemic started. Included among this is Superman Man of Tomorrow. This is written by Robert Venditti with art by Paul Platier. These were originally made for the Walmart Superman Giants. There's six issues out now. They're only 99 cents a piece. I've read the first five uh, and plan to get to the sixth any second now. These are great. I strongly recommend them. Get one and try it, and it's for 99 cents. It's a steal. Uh, I just love these. I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm. I don't want to oversell these, but wow, I'm really impressed with them, and it's some really great, great stuff and a great deal for that. Now, it's these issues are mostly standalone, although they do carry some threads forward. I don't want to say these are the greatest stories of all time or, or raise those expectations at all. They're mostly standalone, like I said, but it's got a real classic Superman setup. So if you are like me and a little disappointed with what's going on in the main Superman comic books, this is not in that continuity or it's at an earlier time in that continuity. If that's the case, Clark and Lois are in a relationship, but we don't know details or that. It's kind of a vague timeline, but it's a real classic Superman setup. So we've got Clark and Lois, and Jimmy and Perry are the main characters. A lot of Daily Planet stuff. A lot of really great Clark Kent, the reporter stuff. Actually going out and doing reporting stuff. And it shows why Clark Kent being a reporter is so important. If Brainiac invades, Clark Kent being a reporter doesn't might not have much of a value. But that's a small part of those stories. Investigating people that need help. The oppressed, you know, he's the champion of the oppressed. Getting into that, really being a reporter. Reporter working with people in Metropolis. It's so great to see. I haven't, I can't remember reporter stories of Clark Kent this great for a long time. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but they're really good, really good. And when I think of Superman, this is kind of what I think of. These are the kind of stories I think of, and that's why maybe why I love them so much. We've got Clark and Lois working together, all of that. And at the day, you know, like I said, the Daily Planet is the main thing. They've got some great Superman action and the characterization is so great. I love Venditti's Clark Kent, his Superman, his Lois Lane. They're hopeful and optimistic stories, but they're fun. There's good action. Uh, there's a lot of heart, so much heart in those. And the way Clark Kent is written, uh, without going into spoilers, is just fantastic. And I really enjoy these and can't recommend them enough. Uh, it's something I would love to see if you could get one of these every week like they've done so far. I don't think they'll be able to do that for long. I would love that. Or if Venditti took over a main, one of the main Superman books or got to write a longer form story somewhere, I would be all about that. Uh, I just think it's terrific from top to bottom. All right, well, that is all I have for today in terms of news. If you want to give some feedback on the show, obviously it's on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. A review would be appreciated. 
You can find the show at Superman Pod. I am at Krypton Tom. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon.